You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Epic Radio, a new show for young people. I'm Matthew Pope, and I'm excited to spend the next 15 minutes with you discussing today's topic, Christian Unity. As we've said in previous shows, the name Epic is actually an acronym, Every Person in Christ, and reflects our mission of knowing the truth and having the passion to live it. During our show, we will explore how to approach the challenges we face in our everyday lives by discussing various topics that are relevant to young people. Please be sure to visit our website, epicdmr.org, and send us a topic you would like discussed. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Our show is driven by you, and we want to be talking about things that you face and that affect your life. Okay, so let's introduce our participants today. As I said, I'm Matthew, and today with me we have... Sean Cayley, I'm a junior and from Franklin Academy. Gloria Demora, I am a senior at homeschool. Uh, hi, I'm Charles Lucas. I'm a senior at Millbrook High School. I am Miriam Bethencourt, and I go to St. Thomas More Academy. I'm a junior. I'm Blair Sealinger, and I'm a young adult volunteer here at uh, St. Catharines in Wake Forest. I'm Matthew Hamley, and I'm a senior at St. Thomas More Academy. Uh, my name's Drew Nichols. I'm a senior also at Millbrook. My name's Father Phil Ty. I'm a Catholic priest and director of vocations for the Diocese of Raleigh. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for being here today. We really appreciate it. Um, to get started, I guess just for some introduction, uh, we are just kind of speaking on Christian unity overall. So us as Catholics, working alongside of Protestants and those outside of the Catholic Church, but also discussing uh, universal, universality, the, the cat, little c Catholic as well, and comparing that to the uppercase Catholic, to the Catholicism, to the faith. And so uh, I guess just to begin, is I know some some have uh, some experience with working with other Christians or just working with those that are outside of the church altogether. And I guess I was wondering who could speak to that just to begin. I think actually it's important um, a lot of the time whenever people think of like Jehovah Witnesses or anybody else that comes knocking at your door, automatically you kind of go into defense mode. And I think that's something that goes both ways. Like it's hard to talk to somebody that's in a different religion because like you automatically want to defend your faith and say, well, no, I have the truth. This is why I'm right. And I think it's important to find middle ground, to find out like, what do we have in common? Okay. Well, what do you believe? Why do you believe that? And to ask questions um, and to really seek out the truth as that is part of our mission here, especially at the radio is seeking out the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, also, uh, Drew and I go to public school, which we're not surrounded by the Catholic faith 24-7, as uh, um, 
Catholic schools mostly do. As um, uh, as a person who goes to public school, you see all walks of life, for, from Buddhists to uh, Southern Baptists to you know the occasional Catholic, um, and it's just as our faith does defines us, but it doesn't define the person you are. Uh, some of my best friends are Protestant. You know, one's Mormon. So I guess in that we can say that um, we're focusing on the image of God being poured into us. And Father Time, would you want to speak to something to that effect? Or us sharing uh, that same image of God and being able to, even though they're different, say religions even, we're able to kind of converse with them or have a relationship with them, a friendship. It doesn't mess us up that we're Catholic and they're not, in other words. Well, I think most faiths that use the Bible as the basis of their scriptures, uh, including some of the religions that we've just mentioned, all um, start with the fact that we are created in the image and likeness of God. And because of that, there's a certain um, respect that we owe another person. Um, we are intended for, and God created us uh, to live as a communion of persons, um, which reflects the divine image, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a union there is a unity in God, a oneness in God, but a communion of persons. And there should be a one a oneness in us as brothers and sisters, despite our differing opinions and views, and especially given the fact that we have a fallen human nature, which is the thing that oftentimes is what causes us to be separate from one another. So dealing with sin and recognizing that that's what divides, that's the devil's instrument, um, to really recognize that we're all called to a life of beatitude. God desires us to dwell with him. Every one of his creatures he desires to dwell with him. So there's an inherent respect we owe to someone else just because they are God's child. That's so interesting. It seems like you're drawing on the commonalities between us as Catholics and then even us as, or other Christians, per se. It seems like we have a basis there that we can agree with on many things, sin well, included. Even even our brothers and sisters in the Jewish faith and in the Muslim faith, they still have those first books of the Bible. I mean, these are their sacred texts um, in the Quran and also um, in the Old Testament. That first book of Genesis is present where God has created us in his image and likeness. And so I think starting there is the real place to find common ground and then recognize because of that, there's an inherent calling in us in how we respect the dignity and the humanity of another brother or sister we encounter in the world, despite what their sins or difficulties or our own sins or difficulties may be. I really love that because that's our name, Epic, every person in Christ. And it's something that we talk about every day here at the radio, but it's not something necessarily that you're mindful of when you're out with anyone or you meet somebody who maybe was not kind to you at the grocery store or something. Um, just that reminder that every person was made in his image. Um, so I wonder, you know, have you ever had experiences where it was hard for any of you to see Christ in someone? I think actually for sure that that is something that is hard to do. Um, 
to just to be honest, I think that when you're working, you're always going to have that one person at work. For example, I do work at a grocery store. And I get questions sometimes wearing a necklace that's a saint necklace or something. And they're like, I've had one person say, oh, wow, you are devout. And like walk away. And I was like, okay. And you have to kind of realize that they don't, they may not understand that. And another thing I think that Father Ty was talking about is unity. Like people long for that unity. And that's something that, comes from like, oh, I long for the truth, but I also long for that community aspect. I long for that unity with others. And I think that the Christian unity that we have is what we're trying to reach out to right now is our listeners who are maybe not be Catholic, but are Christian and are curious about what we have to say. Um, I know, Miriam, you have a story about uh, Catholic unity, and I'd love for you to share that. Yeah, well, um, I have a lot of siblings, and a lot of them travel the world. So I have a lot of stories about them. And there's one story about my sister who went to World Youth Day um, this past summer. And she was talking about how it was in Poland and it was packed. There were so many people. And there was these little buses that were taking everybody everywhere. And she said that everyone would like pack into those buses that there were people like slammed against the window and you would walk by and people would just be staring at you from the window because they were like literally pushed against it um and in one of those she said that she was standing there and she like a lot of people were like hyperventilating they were getting really stressed out of like being smushed between so many people and she just started singing the world youth day song um and I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing it for you. <laughs> but what happened was that she started singing it. And um, a guy right next to her, smushed against her, said, like, sing it louder. And so she started singing it louder. And eventually, every person in the bus was singing the song. But every person was from around the world, so they were all singing in a different language. But it was the same song, it was the same rhythm and the same melody, so they were, this bus was passing along and every person crammed in there was singing the same song in a different language and it was all for God. So she says that at that moment, she felt like this amazing, like, beauty of the diversity uh, in the unity of being a Catholic. That's a really beautiful picture of heaven too, you know, in mm-hmm. Revelation where tribes and tongues and all those will be worshiping together as one, mm-hmm. in one accord. And, and that's cool because there's kind of like a, there's kind of like a two part story to that. I mean, that's, that's the unity of the Catholic Church, the diversity involved, you know, around the world universally, but then also the Christian body. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things when I'm hearing from you guys in dialogue, it seems like speaking to those that we say are different, but in some ways are, are very much like us. And there's like, there's a, I guess the story I have myself, my St. Benedict medal, and it's, it's, it's been a topic of discussion. People have always asked me, like, who is that? You know, and, 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 and so I have to explain. It's St. Benedict, Benedict of Nursia, it's patron saint of Belmont Abbey College, and, but it, it draws into this conversation of faith, and, and that's someone Catholic. You know, of course they assume that, but I, I have to break it down for them. What does that mean? And what did he do? And what was his contribution? And it just seems to open up a great conversation between, no matter what faith you are, uh, whether they're in church or they're outside of church or wherever they are spiritually in their life, they're very interested because the faith is attractive. It draws. And I think as Catholics especially, we have that special allure. You know, we, 
we have a story to tell, you know, with history and church. And so, and I'm sure just as Miriam told her story, uh, I'm sure that some of you have special stories. I know, I know Blair, for instance, um, during your college days and you had some Bible studies that you went to that weren't Catholic. Yes, I actually, um, I was raised Catholic, but, um, when I went to college, I kind of fell away from my faith and experienced, um, a lot of love and community in a church that was not Catholic. I attended Bible study there and, you know, it was a really great community. I have nothing bad to say about the women that I studied with at that time. I ultimately was drawn back to the Catholic church through the sacraments. Um, I couldn't walk away from that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many great communities out there that, um, uh, it would be great to have dialogue, like you're saying, with them. Lead each other closer to Christ. Absolutely. Sharing in that common. I have a story. When I was a, a kid, um, 16, I was invited to uh, go to England with some friends of mine from high school. I went to a public high school, and they were Presbyterian. And we went over, and we first week we spent going through Scotland, and then the last week we were in London. And on Sunday, I told my host that I had to go to Mass. So we went to a church, and I wasn't well-versed at age 16 to try to figure out, you know, which church this was. But it all looked like a Catholic church, and so I went up and received communion, although there was one thing that was different about it. On the way back, the window in the back, which is normally where there might be a big image of the Blessed Mother, was the image of Queen Elizabeth I holding her her mace and and I didn't really understand what that was and I got home and my mom asked me you know did you go to mass while you were traveling and I said yeah I think so she said did you receive communion and I said yes she goes what was the church and I said I don't know and then I told her about that window and she goes uh you were actually in a church of England church and you shouldn't have received communion because you were giving a sign of a unity that doesn't exist but a unity that we pray for that will exist in the future. And that helped me understand a lot at that tender age that I need to discern, I need to have a discerning spirit being able to identify what are the true signs of unity and what kinds of false unities are also presented to us as well and learn how to have that interior in me that that I can distinguish between those things. Not for the purpose of separating people, but for really recognizing that Truth is the thing that draws us together in unity. And I don't know if that's helpful or others have had that experience. I think that's very helpful, and you touched on a great point that I think we should all do as Christians and Catholics is John 17, praying to be as one, you know, to continually be praying for our brothers and sisters, be they in our church or other churches, denominations, what have you, uh, even our Jewish brothers and sisters, to be praying. They would all be uh, of the, the tree of life, all, all of to be of the body of Christ truly. Um, so that we can have that true community that we seek. So we talk a lot about um, that desire to be united. Um, but I wonder, you know, in difficult moments, does anyone have any tips that we can kind of have in our back pocket to pull out when we don't really feel united with someone? Pray for them. <laughs> Definitely start with prayer. I think another thing, like has been mentioned already today on the show, is to remember that they are made in the image and likeness of God, and they're still your brother or sister in Christ, um, and that they have worth and dignity of their own, and to keep that in mind throughout whatever conversation you may be having with them. 
I also think looking inward, too, and checking yourself. Do I have a prejudice or a bias right now? Am I, you know, so just checking yourself, too, and not necessarily assuming that it's just the other person um, that has the issue. Yeah. I think um, a lot a lot of times we tend to kind of separate ourselves from society when we see something. Just stop. Just stop. There's too much noise in the background. Yeah, I'm going to close the door. Sorry. This is like... Uh, yeah, you'll just, this is clip, like, clip, you'll just clip this yeah, out. Delete. Delete. Nobody, wow, nobody got that reference. How much of a nerd am I really? Delete. You don't even, do, do you get, you got the joke. Okay, someone got it. Okay, I'm not. Okay. Are we ready? Um, yeah, so a lot of times we tend to separate ourselves from society when we see something wrong in society. Like we see, for example, this happens to me a lot. I'm like, wow, people spend way too much time on their phones. That's stupid. And I try to tend my, tend to like separate, separate myself from that. But honestly, I spend way too much time on my tablet. So, um, just remembering being humble and just you're part of society too. And you tend to fall into those, um, weak links of society. So, um, try to build yourself up so that you can build society up, um, too. Well, all these insights and points are great. And, um, and I pray that, um, that we will actually take the time, take this next week, if, if not, and just pray, pray for those that, you know, we know that outside of church, pray, invite them to mass, you know, invite them to the adoration chapel, pray with them together. Uh, those things are very helpful. And so thank you guys for being here. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember to send us your questions by visiting our website, epicdmr.org. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Uh, before we go, let's, let's close in prayer. Father Todd, would you mind? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you came so that we might all be one. And as we struggle for that unity, we encounter sin, both in our our own lives and in the lives of others. Help us be humble before you, that recognizing the more we turn to you, the more you will bring us together in yourself. You are the truth. You are the truth. You are the way, and you are our life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Dominic Samuel. Pray for us.